Welcome back to the Better Divorce Podcast. I am your host, Paulette Rigo, and I'm here to guide you through the storm of divorce into much calmer waters. So hold tight. Whether you're contemplating divorce, in the thick of it, or just rebuilding post-divorce, I've got you covered. Each episode, we'll tackle the tough topics, share resilient stories, and offer practical, helpful advice to help you navigate with confidence wisely. Remember, you're not alone. I've been there, and so have millions of others, and your brighter future awaits, I promise. Ready to turn a tough time into a time of growth? I know you are. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you find this content helpful, please share it with others who might benefit. Now, let's dive into today's topic. See you soon. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Paulette Rigo, and you are listening to The Better Divorce Podcast. And if you're confused, don't be. Yes, this podcast used to have a different name. I rebranded it a little while ago, so you are still in the same place. Don't be alarmed. So today, we're going to jump right in. I have been shifting the work I do a little bit Because now that I wear three hats in the world I live in and all things divorce as both a private credentialed mediator and a certified divorce coach, as well as the director of coaching and case management for Divorce Right, I also help women and men rebuild their life after divorce, which isn't always um, easy, sometimes a little bit easier than others. So I like to bring to the table, exceptional resources and guides and experts so that people can have additional tools in their toolbox. So today is no exception. So I would love to introduce uh, the founder of Divine Lifestyles, Tara, and welcome to the podcast, Tara. I'm going to have lots of information about you in the show notes in the podcast Uh, comments there. So don't be alarmed if you've got a notepad and you want to take notes, but it's all there. So just listen, just relax. So if you have uh, gone through divorce or you're just a breakup even, uh, you're going to need a lot of tools to help you look at the next chapter of your life with optimism and hope instead of feeling as if you did anything wrong or you're broken or there's something, you know, that you did to deserve this, because look no more, you didn't. So I welcome Tara to the podcast. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for your time and your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. The sun is shining in New York. Um, Yes, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about you. So as I mentioned, you are the founder of Divine Lifestyles. Love that name. She's a certified holistic health counselor, a board certified and accredited member of the American Association of Drugless. Yes, I did say that. Drugless practitioners. Didn't even know that existed until we met. A breathwork facilitator, which I'm a huge proponent of. Sound alchemist. Speaker speaker transformational event producer and 
the host of the Divine Lifestyles podcast herself. Now, this is what she's doing now, but for years she worked in ABC Studios, Goldman Sachs, the NFL for Super Bowl 51, Music Cares, a nonprofit arm of the Grammys, and Tara has been called to launch Divine Lifestyles. So let's start with your why. Why did you find that this was your calling, what I like to call your dharma, your purpose? Mm -hmm. Why is it that this work is really your life's purpose? Because many people don't know that they have one. And now that you have found it and are living it, kudos to you. Uh, um, It's essential that you live it. So what got you to this place of where you were to the work that you're doing now? Yes. Thank you so much for asking that. I'll give you the shortened version of my story. Um, like, like you had mentioned, I, I grew up working in um, television entertainment and um, was doing that for years. And I was actually even acting and I was running around New York City for 18 years doing all the things, um, hustling and, you know, had a lot of success in my career. In 20. Uh, 2008, my mother um, passed away very suddenly. She passed away from a combination of prescription pills. So she passed in her sleep. Um, At that time, I was just about to move to LA. Um, I was 27. And I had a lot of success in the entertainment world. And I was moving out there. My agents had me moving out there. And um, life turned upside down. And it was um, a deep spiritual awakening in my life. And it was through that journey over the next year where I got this divine download for divine lifestyles. So I was, and I, I share more about it on my website and on my blog and different things, but I was actually at a very low point. I was very depressed. I had a lot of anxiety. I was suffering a lot with my own nutrition at the time. I was just, you know, a disaster. A young woman loses her mother suddenly. We were very close. It was a major, major, major pivotal moment. So I was just kind of asking, you know, God, universe, what am I here to do? What is my dharma? What is my soul's purpose? Why am I here? I was, like I said, I had all this like, you know, success, they say, right. And I thought that things were going so well. And I was kind of riding on a high in my career. And then when the rug up pulled out, I started questioning, like, am I even here to do this? What am I here to do? How am I here to serve? Like, what is this whole thing of life? You know? So I started asking those questions and sure enough, I got an answer. Um, I did get an answer. I was literally on my hands and knees and my Lower East Side apartment saying, I just want to know what it is I'm here to do, because if I don't hear clearly, I don't want to live. And I got a divine download, divine lifestyles. I remember it. I remember feeling this beautiful love encapsulating me. Um, it was really the moment in which my life started to shift. I fe- actually felt the presence of spirit of God around me. And I was like, oh, what is this? What is Divine Lifestyles? That was in 2008. I launched Divine Lifestyles um, 2010 or 2011. And I was helping people with nutrition. I got a nutrition degree. Started just diving really deep into the spiritual world um, and healing myself first. um, And then sharing that with others. And then 
as life has it, you know, things happen. And I had my business for about six years. And then I went back into the entertainment world because I had two businesses. I had my production company, which did all the events. And then I had like the holistic healing wellness company. Um, for a few years, I went back into events production. That's why I was project managing, uh, managing at uh, Goldman Sachs, did the NFL. I had these amazing opportunities, right? Come my way, things that I felt like I really couldn't pass up. So for a few years, I was just grinding and doing, um, all of my events. And then it was around COVID time when, uh, we all were sent home and, my spirit said, it's time now to like get back 100% to divine lifestyles. So I listened, I left Goldman Sachs and I launched my company again. I re it's like 2.0. I rebranded, I relaunched and um, started putting all of my focus back into divine lifestyles. Thank you for sharing that. And what a heartfelt start to the journey with the loss of your mom. I know that many people can relate to having a loss um, of a, a loved one. It doesn't always have to be a parent. And due to a tragic, um, you know, early, I'm sure she left there very early. Um, yeah. See before her time, right, my dear? Um, so, yeah. and, and what a what a horrendous, um, well, it's ne there's never a good way to go other than, you know, you're 110 and you've lived a good life. But, yeah. you know, let me go, please, dear Lord. I've, I've, I've done, <laughs> just lost my mother-in-law to almost 97. And, you know, as much as people say, I'm so sorry, we're like, she was, she was ready. She was ready. So in a better place, we miss her. So whether you're done, you know, whenever your whenever your time is, is your time, but those of us that are left behind, correct. Right. You, you um, miss them, but um, kudos to you for sharing. I know that takes a lot of vulnerability and, and um, reliving it a little bit. So, um, and prescription medication, you know, can be um, over prescribed. And so, Good for you for bringing awareness to that too. That's a, a whole nother podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, it's a very worthwhile discussion. So thank you for sharing that, Tara. Now, here you are, you have this career, you have the faith, the, you know, trust, right? The courage to, to leave that. And a second time, as you say, 2.0 or rebranding a rebirth, mm -hmm. a, um, a relaunch of what is so vital to you. And mm. there's a lot of faith in that of, well, I'm leaving behind something solid or something predictable, something dependable there with, you know, benefits and the whole thing to this world of, you know, uncertainty and not knowing exactly what the next step is. So that a lot has to do with what you have the faith to, to emulate, because if you can't live that yourself, it's very hard to be an example for others. And, you know, people say like, Paulette, how do you do that being an entrepreneur, you know? And even though I work in corporate um, with people in HR departments through corporate uh, divorce coach matching with employees, that's not my world. Um, the idea of working in a corporation is, well, let's just say I'd rather have a root canal. And that's yeah. nothing against corporate people. Like, don't be offended. But I myself, you know, come from a long line of serial entrepreneurs, um, female and male. So I, I, uh, the idea of being in that structure, but there's so much 
strength and security and having that type of job, right? As she's shaking her head, if you're listening to the audio. So you have this calling, right? This, this life's purpose. And it, you know, you're making a major difference in the life of others as well as yourself. So talk a little bit about what Divine Lifestyles is and how you break that down. And not that I want you to dissect the entire uh, roadmap or blueprint or GPS for them, but what are the basic fundamentals of how you define what that lifestyle looks like? Yes, um, I do want to say that when I believe this, when you are called to do something much bigger than yourself and to serve, I really feel like spirit will not let you stray. And I, for so many years, did not want to step into, I didn't want to embody this. I didn't want to, for whatever reason, for my own limiting beliefs. I wanted to take the safe route and no matter what spirit would not let me stray. I just, I was unfulfilled. I could have all these outward successes and I just wasn't fulfilled. So I just wanted to just say that really quickly before we go into divine lifestyles, because it's very much the basis of the work that I do. So divine lifestyles is really important that you said that I didn't interrupt, but so many times we have a calling, a longing, a a yearning inside us, call it intuition. Um, You know, I have a thousand, 2000 hours of yoga training and philosophy and macrobiotics and Ayurveda. And um, I was a birth doula lactation consultant. I've lived the woo woo lifestyle. I also hang out with a lot of judges, but um, yes, do not ignore that. Listen to what Tara just told you. She said something poignant. Divine spirit, God, the universe, you can call it what you will, will not let you down. In fact, in my belief, and it sounds like you're congruent with this thinking, if you ignore it and you push it down and you, you know, put it in the in the drawer for later is when it becomes a problem. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable with the unknowingness of what it is. But if it's there, whether you're journaling it, you hear it, it's a calling, it's a feeling, you know, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you take a right to take you somewhere you didn't even know existed. You've got to follow that because it is vital. I would never have thought if you and I had met five years, well, maybe five, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years ago, that I would be doing this transformational work for women and men post-divorce or divorce. My life had nothing to do with divorce. I knew nothing about divorce. And here I am, one of the most, uh, you know, I don't know, not well-known divorce experts in the country, if not the world, with the work I do. I had not by choice. I mean, this work found me. I, I slammed the door. I ignored it. I poo-pooed it. I made fun of it. I said, screw that. I'm not doing that. I can barely help myself. You want me to help you through your divorce? Are you nuts? And I I, I kept ignoring it. And, you know, 10 years ago, I said, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I do it. But so thank you for sharing that. So listen to her, everybody. I don't know what your calling is, but you have a responsibility to listen up. Yeah. Yes. So tell us about what that divine lifestyle is, not that we've digressed. Yes. Um, so divine lifestyles is ultimately a, a soulful journey, but it's the journey back to oneself. So the entire energetic 
transmission of everything that I do is remembering your true essence. So it's a wellness community. I do transformational events, uh, women's retreats. I run medicine circles. I have a group coaching program. But everything that I do is really to help others find their way back find their way back, slow down, breathe, get centered. And one thing that you had said that I thought was really interesting is that you might not always hear the call right away, right? Some people come to me and they say, well, I would like, I just had a medicine circle this weekend. And they said, I'm here. I said, what's your intention? They want to know what they're here to do. They want to know what their, their soul's code is. And that's what I help people also figure out through the work. And it's just, I facilitate and I guide them and I create these spaces where people can then let down their defenses, let the ego go, start hearing a little bit more clearly and start connecting with their own intuition. Because some people, you know, maybe aren't going to get the same, you know, the same that you and I have had in the sense, they're not going to get a divine download that was super, you know, spiritual and like, you know, Mine was pretty like, you know, visceral and other people might not have that experience. So the work is really trying to get people to rediscover their soul's blueprint, why they were here, why they were born at this time place. And what is it that they have to share with the world? So that is really my work in a nutshell. I do it one-on-one coaching. I do it virtually. I do it in a group uh, coaching program, which is launching this fall do it on my upcoming women's retreat, which is November 8th through 13th in Mexico. It's called Transcendence. Um, And then I do a lot of different um, circles with my husband. We co-facilitate together. Um, Yeah. And my podcast is another vehicle in which I can share this message. I'm also writing and a book is in the works. So You know, one thing that I've learned is that being in this particular answering the call is I have to keep listening to be guided. Another thing that I don't want to do is I don't want to put the cart before the horse with my business now. I really want it to be led by spirit. And what is it that needs to move through me in this season? Because I don't know about you, but I know with business, we can rack our brains and think that we've got to do X, Y, and Z. We've got to have a funnel that looks like this, a masterclass that looks like this. And I'm really trying to not burn myself out and just really listen. What is it being in the flow state, you know, really being in that channeling intuition state where I can hear clearly and bring things into many different forms. Beautiful summary. There's a lot there, which is meaty and robust and important. But on the other hand, what I hear is a very simple message of keeping what you do refined and effective. Because when you go through difficult times, you're already running on adrenaline, you're running on high levels of stress and overwhelm. And you're, you're living in such a world that you feel like, Uh, No matter what you do, you're never going to get all of your to-do lists done, uh, even if your list is this long, right? Because 
in divorce, there's a lot of paperwork. There are meetings that you've got financial issues to think about. You've got living arrangements. You've got children to think about. The judicial, the legal, the financial, the residential, the lending, the insurance, the taxes. Uh, You know, it's very, ah, there's a lot there. And Um, But you also have the psychological, mental, emotional, physical, sexual, spiritual side of romance and love and divorce. And there's a lot there. And what I find is people uh, need simplification. They need homework, but just a little bit. They need to take baby steps to move through the process and little bite-sized, digestible, uh, allotted you know, allocated pieces of, of homework at a time and you can't just throw everything at yourself or have a professional throw it at you and say here do this and I need it in you know 48 hours it, it, it is like another job we already have a family now we have a work responsibility maybe you have a little side hustle oh and then there's a divorce which is by the way a full-time job if you're litigating um, it divorce can be a full-time job so the these very small um, uh, mindset shifts of simplification and refinement of posture and breath work and how you're living your life and uh, what you're doing and thinking and eating and feeling and being aware of all of that versus running on automatic pilot, right? When I was in my very long, crazy, dysfunctional state of being, I was, I would always say I was living on adrenaline, yeah, which is not a great way to live, Katara, right? Um, and I'm sure most of these people come to you living on adrenaline. They don't even know yeah. they're doing it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, and, I've done it too. I mean, I lived in New York City for 18 years in entertainment. I was living solely, like, my nervous system was completely out of whack. I couldn't get into my parasympathetic nervous system and rest and digest. I was always on the go. It wasn't until really, you know, stepping out of New York City during COVID that I was really able to, to embody this work. Yeah. You know, if anything good came out of um, COVID and there's, you know, not all bad, it it has been the fact that the world has gotten a little smaller, that I I can't tell you the hundreds of people I've met virtually because of the situation and the ability to slow down and to reconnect to nature because you, it was really the only way you could get out of your four walls. And when you live in a city and you're confined to sheetrock, you know, and you don't have... Uh, you know, a backyard that you can go to. And the really the only way you can do that is to, you know, get back out into nature. I want to shift the conversation a little bit to the retreats. I had one of my biggest, I don't know, aha moments, we'll call it, on one of the first retreats I attended. It was in Bali. I was there for 30 days writing my second book. And um, it blew me away. Um Having that length of time, that chunk of time, which took a huge commitment, both financially as well as, you know, just Xing it out of my calendar to be able to unplug and get away. But I highly recommend it. Whether you do it for a day, a weekend, four or five days, a week, 10 days, whatever the number is, 
if you can manage to unplug and find a sacred container where you're with like-minded individuals who you feel like you can just let your hair down figuratively and literally, stop wearing makeup, not give a darn, you know, barefoot, you know, whatever you're doing, you have an opportunity to just be simple. It helps you redefine who you think you are. You mentioned so poignantly that it's, you know, allowing people to re-identify or to reconnect to self. But what is that? That is a whole, uh, you know, world of the unknown and uncertainty, which can be scary for some people. They feel like, well, I'm, what if I don't like what I find, you know, what, what if it's overwhelming and scary? Well, I say, what if it's not, what if it's something so beautiful that you couldn't even imagine the feeling that you get? So I've been to many, many retreats where I was not the facilitator. I was the guest and man, did it feel good. I loved the work and the experience and the adventure as well as the homework, right? So tell us a little bit about why you chose Tulum and have you, uh, you said it's in November and don't, don't yeah. worry, the, in, the data will be there, everyone. So, um, and, and I've facilitated retreats. In fact, I had a retreat center in Belize for a few years um, and I host retreats too. Um, mostly, you know, a little different reason, but I I believe in this. It, it is one of the, um, steps or experiences that changed my life be able let me be able to have really clear vision of what it is I wanted to create so talk about what you do people are always like what do you do on a retreat like it's some sort of weird cult or something like it you know like what is the experience like so every retreat is different. I'm actually going to a retreat that is a facilitator, breathwork facilitator level two retreat in Ibiza. My husband and I are going. Um, we do couples retreats. Um, this particular retreat that we're doing um, that I'm hosting, it's a women's retreat. This one is very specific. It was another divine download when I was in Mexico. Um, I chose Mexico because that's where we live in the winter. And it's the place in which I believe has the most spiritual like healing lands in Tulum, Mexico. It is a vortex. I um, Belize is beautiful as well. Um, I also love Bacalar, Mexico. I've been to a lot of retreats there, but I was in Mexico at the top of the year and I had just lost my father to stage four cancer and suffered a miscarriage about one week apart. Well, about two weeks apart. And um, I have been struggling to get pregnant for the past couple of years. And I got pregnant naturally. So my father was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I'm pregnant. You know, the whole life death thing. Um, but then I lose, I lose him and then I lose the baby. So I go to Mexico, I get a one-way ticket and I say, I just need to clear my head. Um, there was a lot of trauma that was coming up. There was clearly a lot of physical trauma in my body. Right. But also it was bringing up a lot of emotions from my mother's death from 16 years prior, which I thought I had worked through. 
So I just dove deep for the next three months, started working with a lot of my healers there, a lot of my community that I work with, and it came through transcendence. You're going to be doing transcendence here and the place is a friend's place and it's going to be, you're going to focus a bit on trauma and releasing stuck trauma in the body. And I was like, okay. So again, another divine download I followed. Of course, the perfect place came. We have this amazing private property in CN Con with an ocean on one side, uh, you know, jungle in the middle and across the street, a lagoon, a private lagoon. So just all this beautifulness started to um, appear and manifest. And I decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And we're going to be working on, you know, every day there's going to be yoga. There's going to be breath work and meditation. That'll be every morning. Um, we also have dolphins in the morning there at sunrise. So there's going to be a lot of beautiful practices in nature and a lot of somatic practices to remove things that are in the body and bringing in a lot of healers, local healers that I work with um, to help facilitate. We'll be doing womb cleansing, womb healings. We'll be doing a plant medicine journey with psilocybin and breath work, ecstatic dance, vocal workshops, cacao ceremonies, a temescal. And all of the programming is really geared to unlock some of the things that we are physically holding. And then we're going to be working on the diet, the plant-based nutrition, the juicing, and the different things that we're holding physically through, you know, what we're eating. Um, we're going to be doing a little bit of human design. Um, we have lots of really cool workshops lined up, you know, shadow work, inner child work, really just kind of, I'm basically... I have an intake form. So everyone who's coming on the retreat, we have 10 women so far and we have a few more spots left. I really ask them what they need. So I do a lot of my programming. I have my core programming and then I base it on what is going on in the room. You know, what are those things that we need to look at that women are asking for? And a lot of women are asking to really dive inward, submerge themselves in nature and quiet their mind. Um, so there's going to be a lot of time to spend journaling, a lot of time for deep self-reflection. I was actually, after this ceremony that I did this weekend, I felt that, you know, I needed to give people a lot of space in Mexico. Um, there's going to be, you know, there's plenty of time in the day, but there's going to be a lot of space for people to do their own work. We're going to be creating altars, beautiful altars outside a lot of work to connect with nature, um, a little bit of shamanic practices there and, and understanding the four directions and understanding the way of the land and the way of Pachimama. So there's going to be a lot of that woven in. Um, it's just going to be really beautiful. And I'm also going to be, I'm going to allow myself to hear what it is that we need to do and, and not really be so identified with an itinerary. I really am going to leave a lot of room for there to be some um, magical moments that are divinely inspired. So, but in a nutshell, that's the work that I do. And, you know, it, we're going to definitely have a dance party. We're going to have one night. We're going to have underneath the stars. We're going to do movie night under the stars. 
We're also going to have, um, we have a private chef. So we're going to have like some cooking, um, you know, maybe a pizza making class, you know, I'm just going to vibe out with the women and see what they're, they're called to do. Um, and we'll definitely get our hands into the nutrition part of it. Good. It sounds great. And I loved that area. It's, it's really quite lovely. It's kind of the Yucatan Peninsula that comes down mm -hmm. from Cancun and which ends up in Belize where we live. Yes. <laughs> so I know it very well. Um, the experience of unplugging and allowing yourself to try new things and things that you, maybe you've never heard about. Uh, in my book, Better Divorce Blueprint, I discuss the journey of really living a mindful wellness journey during the whole divorce process because many women get sick um, during the divorce process because of stress overwhelm and fear and their bodies could have shut down a little bit of uh, hormone uh, should we say haywire <laughs> um and um sometimes their hair will fall out it, you know it, not, not horrible symptoms but insomnia is quite often headaches uh sometimes they'll gain a lot of weight or lose a lot of weight and because of the stress, it manifests in the body in many different ways. So the earlier you can get a litmus test about what, what maybe you need to focus on and find any complementary um, alternative modality of healing, Western medicine is great. You know, if you break a bone, go get a cast. So uh, I'm not anti-Western medicine by any means. But they do tend to, you know, x-ray, MRI, and prescribe medication like that. So you have to be careful. We kind of touched on that in the beginning of the podcast about, you know, that the um, unfortunate incident of prescriptions that can be run havoc. So understand that when you're in... It can be deadly. And a lot of, and I think we should just touch on this, is that a lot of times people are not telling their doctors the other things that they're taking. My mother happened to be going in for a surgery on her torn meniscus. So when she was taking the Wellbutrin for this and taking the Xanax for this, mixing it with a painkiller or a Darvon or something, you can't do that. You know, you can't mix certain things. So if she was taking something for many years, you know, this is totally accidental. But then a new doctor prescribed a new medication that just did not work, like you have to be your own advocate and you need to make sure you do your own research because no one else is really looking out for you. You know, you prescribed this pill. She went and got it filled. There you go. She's taking it for a few days, goes to sleep. The combination actually made her, um, her brain fall. Like it actually makes you so subdued that your brain forgets to tell your lungs to breathe and then you suffocate. It happens all too often. Yeah. And I, I see that sometimes those forms can be very intimidating, whether they're digital online or you're at the doctor's office and they come over to you with a clipboard and you're asked to fill out the, you know, 13 page, uh, do it, you know, and, and it, but it can be a little intrusive in the HIPAA act and you feel like your private space is being, um, you know, intruded upon, but they really do need to understand, even if it's just having de basic dental work, you know, if you're taking any medication and you're being put under to have, you know, something done on your teeth, even that could become a problem. I'm not prescribing, I'm not diagnosing, but don't yeah. 
look at this as, you know, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. As uh, Tara's brief telling you, it is. So be very careful. I just want to wrap up a little bit with me always feeling a calling to give back and be involved in the community. And I noticed that this is exciting that you were selected as the ambassador for both Life Act and the Children's Health Education. I'm not familiar with those organizations, but do tell because as an ambassador, you want to spread the word about those very worthwhile organizations. Yes, yes. So um, Life Act is an organization that provides mental health services in schools for people in high school and middle school throughout the Midwest. So I was able to go there and speak and share my story. Um, And it is one of the most amazing experiences that I've had. And I always tell them I want to come back. I want to come back. Um, Because you're able to be in front of children from the age of 10 to 18. And I shared with them, you know, if you're feeling this way, it's okay. It's normal. And I was able to speak to about 5,000 students. It was called into the light walk where every year they do an honoring and all the families come and the local schools come and you light a candle for someone who you've lost to suicide And um, we did a poll after and, you know, speaking about it really helped some some kids and they were able to say the call to action from my speech was, listen, if you're feeling this way, go to someone who's trusted and let them know that you've had these feelings and talk about it and that you're not alone. And we did a survey after and we found out there was a lot of kids that came forward and said, hey, I felt compelled, you know, I too have had these thoughts or I too have had these feelings. So really early intervention. Um, I do feel that that's a part of, of my give back as well. Same with my husband. We want to offer these mindfulness practices to children. And um, we do, we just had a circle this weekend. We had a young girl there. She was about 18. Um, But I would love to get all of my daily divine, um, my divine daily practices into the hands of all kids. So I want to share that I do have a freebie. So if you want to share that with your audience, if you go to my website, uh, divinelifestyles.com forward slash divine daily practices, I have a free video series and that will walk you through these practices that can really help you to just relax. It's breath work, it's meditation, it's prayer, it's affirmations, mindful movement, um, all of the practices that have quite literally saved my life. So I just want to share that um, with your audience. Um, I am honored to share that with you guys. Beautiful. Every tool you have at your fingertips that can help you get through times of stress and know that you're not alone. It's like for guys, I would say it's like a toolbox. You got to have the right tool in the toolbox. Open it up, take out the right tool. For ladies, I always call it a makeup bag, you know. You know, you don't want to put the lipstick on your eyelashes and the mascara on your lips. So mm-hmm. you got to know which one to use at the right time. And I know that's stereotypical, but whatever you have, that tool, that resource that that's going to help you manage that stress. And the younger we can get that in the hands of people, the better. So you're singing to the choir, girl. I want to wrap up um, with what we talked about earlier about um taking some time with your spouse. Um, you had mentioned how the two of you are going on a retreat. I'm a big proponent of that. When you're in a marriage 
And again, just because I'm a divorce expert doesn't mean I think the whole world should run out and get divorced, everyone. I am not, you know, advocating divorce. I'm advocating that you do everything in your power to make the marriage healthy. And I'm advocating that if divorce is the right answer for you, that you do it wisely with grace and dignity and do not waste time and money uh, in unnecessary litigation. So, uh, but with that said, I've, I'm remarried six years. Um, I believe in love. I believe in marriage, but it takes work, right? <laughs> so you have to prioritize, um, whether that be um, time, workshops, retreats, getaways, you know, whatever, whatever that feels right for the two of you. Uh, don't take each other for granted. You know, I'm excited to hear that the two of you, I mean, Ibiza is fabulous. You could go anywhere, but yeah. uh, I love that. And and listen what she's saying, you know, here she is married um, quite some time, right? How long have you been married? Yeah, my husband and I have been together, uh, it's going on 11 years. We have been married though, since 2019. We didn't get married right away, <laughs> like six years, but um, yeah, so it's my first marriage, my husband's second. He was married for 20 years prior. Um, he's amazing. Um, but well, we have learned that, you know, I'm so happy that I waited a little while and I was a little bit older to get married. I thought that that was just better for me because I needed to just figure out some stuff. Um, so I met him in my early thirties. Um, but you have to do the work. And my husband and I prioritize each other and the work that we do. We did a retreat in Bacalar in spring, a couple's retreat, um, which was beautiful. And we're going on another retreat. We try and do a lot of our personal development stuff together. We find that if we're spiritually growing together, that everything else kind of falls into place. So I think for me, that's a number one thing. If you're, you know, on a spiritual journey, if you can encourage your partner to join you um, in whatever capacity they're comfortable with. My husband was not always like this. He was not always down for this. Um, it's more in the recent couple of years, about three, four years. So, you know, I was doing the work and he was kind of watching and didn't really even understand what I was doing. And then you know, slowly but surely, he's now 100% all in. So I think doing the spiritual work together, having a spiritual practice, um, really carving out the time to put in, you know, whether that's working with someone like you to mediate, you know, therapy, him and I have done a lot of talk therapy as well. We've also done a lot of um, plant medicine, ceremonial um, therapeutic, like therapy as well, um, which is actually been, I think, the best for our marriage. Um, you know, going into the jungle, he's done things with plant medicine on his own, and I've done it on my own, and then we've done it together. So those have been really, I think, ways in which we're able to drop into our subconscious and really understand kind of like how we are wired, and then being able to see our partner in a different light. Yeah. You just summed it up beautifully. Just do the work, you know, whatever that means to you, you, you don't take it for granted. Do the work. Do the work. Uh, I see this with couples every day with divorce. And if you're not doing the work and you're not living congruent lives, 
Personal development and marriage development is key to the success of your marriage. Piece that people often ask me, so you're a divorce expert, but how do people stay in healthy marriages? Well, I say, look at the top 21 reasons couples divorce. It's on page five of my book, Better Divorce Blueprint, and make sure you don't have any of the 21. If you have those 21 reasons couples divorce, chances are you're going to get divorced or need to. Um, so if you don't have them, and I don't mean, you know, you can't have any issues in your marriage, it's, you know, welcome to the human race, but if you're not living congruent lives and communicating well, and you're not on board with particularly growth, um, growth, growth, um, if you're stagnant and you're stuck on, you know, routines are great. Um, I think routines, you know, bedtime, drink, you know, drinking water, exercise routine is great. But on the other hand, when you're stuck in a rut and you're not willing to move and grow and learn, I'm a constant learner. I know you are too. Uh, be a learner, grow, expand, yeah. meet new people, put yourself out there, you know, enjoy your comfort zone. Not saying that you have to jump out of a plane. Not everybody has to do crazy things, but you have to expand your consciousness and your thinking in order to live your best life. And if you're living in a little box, um, your own little private Idaho, where yep. you're standing, um, it's going to be a problem, not only in your marriage, but your own and your health too. So thank you so much for your time today, everyone. Uh, all of her contact information and bio will be in the show notes. Um, it has been a, a great conversation to relaunch the Better Divorce uh, podcast uh, here to the four, uh, fourth quarter and fall season of 2023, coming up on 2024. Hard to believe autumn is in the air. Um, yeah. Hello to my New England, uh, you know, Northeast friends. I'm still down in uh, Georgia here where it's still, I don't know, I think it's about 85 today. So um, sunny and warm. Love you all. Uh, if you need me, reach out. You know how to find me, Paulette at Better Divorce Academy. And reach out to Tara. What is the best way for people to reach out to you to learn more about your work and the, the retreat you're doing in November? Yeah, so um, I just popped the links in the chat for you here. So you have them. Uh, my website, divinelifestyles.com, or you can follow me on Instagram, which is at Tara Magowski or at Divine Lifestyles. I'm on TikTok. I'm on all the things. Divine Lifestyles, Tara. So I just think my website and then you can find me. Yeah, just Divine Lifestyles. It will come up. Tara Mikowski. Uh, Thank you, my dear. Uh, have a thank wonderful you. week, everyone. And until later, we will meet again and keep thriving. See you soon. I'm hosting a retreat in Belize. Some of you may know, but I used to live there. And Belize is a melting pot of culture that carries over into the food, the music, and the fun. It is the best of both vibes from jungles to ground you and beaches to heal and soothe. I lived there for many years and go back and forth between there and Atlanta because I can't get enough. My co-host, Tiara, visited me and didn't want to leave either. No one does. This is paradise, folks. 
My co-host here and I chatted about the perfect all-inclusive location for you ladies that are going through a pivot in your life and need to reset, renew, and rebuild, and we nailed it. We kick off with a three-day adventure in the luxurious eco-resort Kapal Tree in the southern Belize jungle, followed by three luxurious days on Thatch K Island, a private island over water, oceanfront oasis in the turquoise Caribbean along the Belize Barrier Reef. Whether you're going through or just coming out of a divorce, especially with a narcissist, a career change, or you just want to get back to the parts of you that you haven't seen in a while, we are talking to you. Make note, May 4th to the 10th, 2024, and start packing. Space is very limited on the private island and in the jungle. Be sure to act now. We have a passion for leading truly transformational healing events from heart-opening, accessible guided meditations to connection-based, life-changing tools and practices. We curate each moment with care and compassion to ensure every lady is taken care of from the initial registration to the final namaste. It's better in Belize. Thanks for joining me today. If you were inspired by today's episode, please share it with a friend or a loved one. My hope is you feel empowered to take some action, no matter how big or small. Action that allows you to step out of the chaos and thrive on your own terms. If this podcast added any value to your day, please review it on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Keep thriving in the chaos.